Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning. Welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. And a uh, real joy to have been back after missing last Friday. But very grateful to be able to connect once again on this wonderful podcast. I do trust that it is um, a blessing to you, and I do trust that you find these morning reflections on every day of the week uh, to be good for building your faith and also to challenging your mind and also informing our actions. Uh, do please keep giving us feedback uh, through whichever platform that you might be listening us on. Uh, we trust that uh, we can continue to grow and become better. On Fridays, we tend to put our thinking caps on and we tend to think around theology. We also tend to think about politics. Uh, we also tend to think about culture and even economics. All these things that um, have very real bearing on our lives. We've been thinking about some big things the last quarter, some big questions about what the Bible teaches us on various subjects. The last time we were hanging out together, we were thinking about a very rather grave subject uh, on death. Uh, what are we to think about death? And I think it's good for us to be brave as Christians, to face ourselves up to these realities and to ask ourselves, how might we Christianly think about this uh, kind of event? Now, in the coming um, few weeks, we'll also be thinking ab- about other very practical things in life, um, you know, around us in our economy, you know, in our politics, and asking ourselves hard questions. But for today, why don't we listen to a story? Let me tell you a story that I found very interesting not too long ago, um, which I also actually used as a sermon illustration uh, to sort of uh, illustrate um, the wonderful work that the Lord does, but also how sometimes we can be very hesitant uh, and sometimes be so much caught up in our world that we may not see the wonderful arms of the Savior as he beckons us to himself. So I'm going to tell you a story of a man called John Sembunya. Um, as, as it sounds, the name is um, Ugandan. In fact, many people would pronounce it Sembunya uh, because it starts with a double S. Um, this man, John Sembunya, he was born in 1986 in Uganda. And between two and three years of age, he was abandoned. Uh, in the dense jungle or in a forest somewhere in Uganda to what seemed would certainly be his own death. Rumor has it that uh, he was abandoned when his mother was murdered. And that would be around the year 1988. It's not clear how old he was. Perhaps he was only about two years old uh, or, or even under that. Uh, we don't know very much about his, his own father but it is said that he perhaps also had died in the civil war that had uh, rocked Uganda in the 1980s. However, when John Sebunya was was abandoned or when he was somehow got lost in the forest, a colony of African vervet monkeys came across him and adopted him as one of their own. Most unusual event, some monkeys found his baby and they somehow adopted him to be like one of them. So he began learning their 
mannerisms. Uh, he even became very good at learning how to climb trees. And they kept on giving him food. Uh, so he lived on a diet of fruits, nuts, and berries for a period of about three years, unbelievably. So he lived with the monkeys, them looking after him uh, for a period of about three years. This is a documented story. And by the way, you'll be able to find it, um, you know, on YouTube uh, or even uh, or even on uh, other websites. Sesembunya acted actually more like a monkey than a human being. Some would say, uh, according to a BBC report, that he, 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 you couldn't tell whether he was truly human because of his behavior. Not only did he act like a monkey, but actually he also had long hair. He had grown long hair that covered his face and his body. One person quoted says he was a wild child. He had a lot of hair. His knees had grown almost white from walking on them. Because of course he was walking on his knees. His nails had also grown hugely and even curled around his figures. You know, and, you know he continu- continues on to say that uh, we don't know how much time he had spent with the monkeys, but it had certainly changed him. This is a sad story, really, of a baby adopted by monkeys who had now almost become like a monkey. However, in 1991, perhaps maybe two, three years after he had been lost in the forest, a woman named Millie saw him scavenging for food with the monkeys, and he she reported it to the people in her village. And uh, when the villagers first found the boy and attempted to take him away, this terrified baby threw sticks at them, and even he went up to hide on a tree. One of the villagers identified this monkey boy as John Sesembunya, who had disappeared from the village at the age of perhaps two or three years. They are trying to rescue him, but he is throwing stones and sticks at them. And even he doesn't want them, he is going up a tree to hide. His friends, these monkeys, put up a ferocious fight to prevent the tribesmen or the villagers from taking him away from them, believing that actually they were protecting one of their own. They had also become accustomed to having this uh, human baby with them. And so they were even there putting up a defense uh, so that uh, he is not taken away. He himself, John Sesembunya, was also very protective of monkeys, and even he seemed able to communicate with them. He seemed to be able to, um, to you know, to communicate with these monkeys. He had lived with them uh, for nearly three years. However, eventually he they managed to to get hold of him, and uh, they took him to uh, Kamuzinda Christian Orphanage which is about 100 miles from Kampala, where he was rehabilitated. Um, now living there with the family of the orphanage manager. While he was there, now uh, into the 90s, he learned to speak. He learned human ways of uh, conduct. He learned human behavior. And eventually, he became a singer with a Pearl of Africa children's choir 
In fact, even later on, he participated in the Olympics. This carried on, of course, you know, he went on a global tour, um, singing with the African Children's Choir, and even participated in the Special Olympics for his country, uh, Uganda. Uh, sadly, in the year 2005, uh, we are told that he, he later died. The striking thing um, about this story is in those early, uh, that time when he was being rescued, he's a young child who had been abandoned, perhaps either his mother was killed of us for whatever reason, but he had been adopted or he had been uh, found by this monkey and he became what is known as a feral child. You know, he's like a human child raised by animals. There's a few of those kind of stories on the internet. Uh, and some of them, you know, some of them, you know, questionable whether uh, they are actually true or they are maybe a, a bit of fiction told as well. You know, every story has a bit of um, exaggeration or underreporting or misreporting. But the fact of the matter is that actually John Sambunya had actually lived with some monkeys for some period of time. And when I thought about this story, I was just thinking, here were people who found him, mainly, we are told. And you know, he was there trying to scavenge, trying to look for food. But when they attempted to rescue him, he was putting up a defense. He had become so much like the monkeys that he almost saw them as his own people. He had grown hair all around his body. His nails, of course, unkempt, and so they were beginning to grow quite long and curling around his fingers. And now his identity had been almost like the monkeys. In fact, he's going up a tree and hiding. And even he's trying to defend fellow monkeys. They, they are also defending him as one of their own. What a sad story of a human baby born uh, with the dignity of a human being, but, you know, for some reason caught up in a world with monkeys and almost making it his own home. The striking thing is that these people insisted and they eventually took him home, you know, put him on this Christian orphanage and eventually he learned human ways, he learned human behavior and became human once again. But think of it, brothers and sisters, as you uh, fellowship with me this morning, how we may have become like the world. We're not of this world, the Bible teaches us, that we are in it, but not of it. Is it possible that maybe some of us have been so much caught up in the ways of the world that we have actually grown a liking to the world that you can hardly distinguish us from the world, even though truly that's not who we are? Have we become so accustomed to the ways of this world that you can hardly tell a worldly person from a believer? I think Christian living causes us to be different. Um, clearly, we are people of the word, we are people of the book, we are followers of the way. And what are we to expect? It's that the world will hate us. But is it possible that maybe the world doesn't even hate us because maybe almost identifies us as one of their own? Something to think hard about.
1 Peter reminds us who we truly are, that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, so that we may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That once we were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so then he closes with this admonition. Beloved, I urge you, as so Jonas, that is travelers, and exiles, people who are not in their home, abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. May that be you. Let us pray. Father God, please help us to, to live differently. Help us to remember we are sojourners. We are exiles. This is not home. Please help us to abstain from fleshly lusts that were against our souls. Please help us to keep our conduct honorable so that when evildoers speak evil against us, they may see our good deeds and glorify you. Thank you for reminding us that now we are your people, that we have received mercy, that we are now a royal priesthood and a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Please help us to live up to that standard. For we ask these things through the merciful name of the Lord Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. To have yourself a wonderful Friday ahead. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Brisbane Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website, gracebondchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.